It is Monday on Daily Delivery. I'm Michael Rand. Patrick Royce joins me as usual. Patrick, plenty to watch over the weekend. Um, but the thing I found myself most glued to, especially on Sunday, was the Gopher hockey game. And I think we maybe we need to start there today. We'll get to some NCAA basketball, Duke, North Carolina in the men's Final Four. Wild and Wolf style. I want to get get Twins thought from you as well towards the end. But uh, my goodness, Patrick, that Gophers hockey team, they are awfully good. And that 3-0 win um, over Western Michigan on Sunday was just kind of a kind of a textbook game from start to finish, especially when you're uh, you're getting to this time of year. Yeah, they uh, uh, man, those uh, announcers on ESPN now, Buchagrass fawns over it uh, all the time. But uh I think they wanted to kidnap that Canise. They were all, I mean, it became a uh, Matthew Canise love fest uh, when I was listening to the game on ESPN. And he is a, he is a pretty damn good. I think him going over to the Olympics, we kind of lost track of him a little bit, but, uh, and Ben Myers is, uh, you know, going to be good about two days after the, uh, the tournament's over. He's going to get himself a pretty good contract, although he can't play in the playoffs. Uh, they, they changed the rules there. So those guys can't sign out of, uh, out of uh, college and then play in the playoffs. But uh, he's, uh, he's, I mean, they're big, strong guys. And these uh, deep, the other thing about a Mike, they remind you a little bit of, uh, you know, they got Faber and Lacombe and these, these guys who are big and strong and can move the pocket reminds you of that team that uh, won it for uh, the first one for Lucia uh, when they had, uh, they had Ballard, Martin and Leopold. Yeah. You know, their defense went back there. And uh, these guys are, I mean, they, Faber and Lacombe and those guys, they move the puck too. And uh, we've kind of gotten lost track of them in, in the, in the local media here. Cause they had those, they didn't have so much those down years when they first went to the big 10 uh, people stopped coming to games for some reason. And, uh, and uh, you know, but by the end of the season, that play was full from Michigan. And I think uh, people are back on the go for a hockey bandwagon now. And this whole pouting about the big 10 conference uh you know hey when it when this all started uh in 1950 michigan was the big rival and uh you got two big 10 teams in the finals in the final in the frozen four that probably could end up playing for the title i like the gophers to beat mankato i mean kato's really good they're on a long winning streak but they are not the powerful offensive unit that they were you know in 2000 Mankato was the best team in the country and then they shut down the tournament and then last year I thought they should have won it but uh but they kind of uh, they got caught by St. Cloud and uh, I think it was St. Cloud and beat them in the semifinals after they ate up the Gophers 4-0 in the in the quarterfinals but uh but uh, I I I think they I think it's a Gophers Michigan final and they looked awful good yeah they did it was a you know, that third period, like I said, I mean, you, you go in up one nothing, and that's a, you know, they, Western Michigan had that disallowed goal that they maybe gave the Gophers a yes. little bit of a, of a spark there, kind of a reprieve. But then that third period, man, they just, they clamped down. I don't, I can't, I, you can count on one or two fingers the number of real chances Western Michigan had in that third period. And the Gophers were staying good mix of aggressive and, safe and you know got that early second goal uh, which obviously 
helps a, t- a ton too, but they just, they just never really gave Western Michigan that opening to get back in the game. That's impressive because it's hard to close out good teams anytime, but it's especially hard in those tournament games where, you know, desperation sets in, but there was just such a calm in that third period that I saw from them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I watched it, uh, you know, I did a little clicking with other games going on and stuff, but the first 10, 12 minutes I'm watching it saying the Gophers are way better than this team. The Gophers are better than this team. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird that Western Michigan was a, was a higher seed. Uh, they come out of the NCHC, which is a great conference and they had a good year, but uh, it really didn't make any difference watching those two teams. The, you know, the Gophers got 14 NFL draft choices and uh, they usually have 14 NFL draft choices, but these guys are a higher caliber of those players. And I I just thought it was, you know, unless something fluky happened, I couldn't see the Gophers losing that game just from watching the way they skated, the plays they made, how dangerous they were uh, by comparison to Western Michigan. I mean, even in the first period. Western Michigan had no chances. Uh, They had the the one goal taken away and that's, that's it. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, and let's face it, we all have the, uh, the underlying thing here for all of us is uh, uh, Bob Motzko losing his son in a tragic circumstances last summer. And uh, this would be an amazing story if the Gophers won it for him. Uh, first time the Gophers would have won it since 2003. And I, I really feel like they're going to, I think they, well, Michigan's, you know, seven, what, seven, six or seven high draft choices yes. uh, on that round. And so, but they're younger than the Gophers, I think. And, uh, the Gophers have a little more experience. Uh, they, uh, you know, they, they, they beat them at least half the time they, they lost to them, uh, uh, at the the last game of the regular season in Mariucci when they uh, when they uh, had a full house, but uh, yeah, I I think it's going to be them in Michigan, and I, I like the Gophers. I've I've liked them for a while here now. Uh, it's amazing. You know what else? The other amazing story is the panic that ensued when uh, La Fontaine left. Yes. And, uh, this kid that never played Justin close is uh, is a pretty damn good goalie. Yeah. I went over and talked to him one day. I only talked to him for about 15 minutes, but he's a pretty cool dude, you know, and he's 23 years old or something like that. You know, he's been around and, and he's not panicking at all. And uh, everybody, every time something like that happens, Mike, we hear, Oh, we have full confidence in, uh, you know, <laughs> right. coach will say, and the players yeah. will say, and this guy, but they really do like this guy. You can tell that. And uh, the fact that he, uh, he had a nine, what, nine game winning streak. He, he, he was one, he was two and two in his first two weekends. And then he had a nine game winning streak. And I think he's only lost one game since he started that streak. So, uh, yeah, this team's hot and they're good. And, uh, and uh, I guess when you're Minnesota hockey, uh, waiting 19 years is long enough, isn't it? Uh, this should be the year. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming, fun restaurants and bars, and luxurious hotel rooms. And join Club M to bask in the rewards. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Could be. I mean, and you mentioned Motsko and the, and the personal tragedy, of course. I mean, and on... On the ice, it's you know not that we needed further evidence, but he can coach a little bit. He's he's got oh, uh, yeah. he's a he's he's an awfully good coach. 
Yeah, I go back to St. Cloud with him. I did some stuff on him up there and went up there a few times. And I, I really like the guy. And <laughs> every time he sees me, he says, all right. Well, the last time he saw me, he said, why do you hate P.J. Fleck? He said, <laughs> said, you really? <laughs> I don't hate. Yeah, he said it two or three times to me, but now he's upgraded it to hate. And I said, I don't. He's just a little pain. You know, he just I said, he never says anything sincere. That's all. That's all. That's the only thing. I don't hate him, for God's sakes. But he's always uh, that he did that. He always puts in a little plug for him about how he uh, he likes him. But, uh, you know, I, 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 I really like the guy and he can coach and he's got that. I uh, didn't, didn't get any goals yesterday, but he used to have that little that power play where they sneak the guy in from the weak side and they'd get about every weekend, they'd get one goal up there in St. Cloud on that play. Yeah, he coaches, there's no doubt. You know what he doesn't have? What? He doesn't have paranoia. No, he doesn't. You're he right. He doesn't. He's confident in himself. He's confident in what they're doing. He doesn't have the traditional, you know, Wooger, Wooger got that the last three, four years, right? Like yep. things started going bad and Lucia had it from day one, uh, um, you know, and he did the gopher coach expectation thing can drive all of them crazy. Right. Going all the way back to Brad Butel. Yeah. But uh, the, the one thing that helps now is there aren't those expectations anymore. You don't, it used to be, if you didn't make the final four, you had a failed season. And if you didn't win it about, you know, most of the time they were mad at you then too, but the college hockey is so balanced now by comparison that, uh, that we don't, uh, we don't automatically assume the Gophers are going to be one of the top three teams in the country. And now they are. So, uh, and they, uh, you know, they're really, really a talented group, but, uh, well coached too. That's for sure. And, uh, thank Louie Danny. Louie Danny held, uh, held uh coil's hand through the whole search for this guy and convinced him to hire a guy who was what 55 or so when he hired him right in 556 yeah. maybe so uh there was some movement to get a younger guy in here but uh you know Matsko's uh he's done great in there uh man they're bringing in the big time recruits again this kid that was supposed to go to Notre Dame the number one guy in the country changed his mind and he's coming in here so uh yeah, it's a uh, you know it's uh, we got to wait two weeks the goofy hockey schedule, but uh, it's uh, the the actually the uh, the the basketball final four is a little earlier this year, so then the the hockey's what six and the April sixth and the eighth or something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's oh, probably if it's, well, if it's two weeks out, it's got to be uh, something like that, seventh and ninth, something like that. But it's uh. Yeah, uh, Frozen Four Field set just so we take care of that business. Michigan against Denver, and then Minnesota against Minnesota State. That should be an awfully good one. Like you said, Minnesota State eliminated the Gophers last year. Mankato, uh, awfully good team again this year, but that should be a great semifinal. Men's Final Four field in hoops is set as well, Patrick. You just alluded to you know the reason they take this extra break is they don't want to go head-to-head with the Final Four. You know, we had some great underdog stories but now man we got some of these traditional programs are the ones left standing duke against north carolina in the final four should be amazing a good friend of mine who's on this podcast 
during the football season, Keith Rashad is a, uh, he teaches down in North Carolina and he, uh, he will uh, attest to how crazy it's going to be for this, uh, this next week as they get ready for that game. It would be uh, fantastic if North Carolina, the arch rival, the hated rival, could be the one that ended it for Shashevsky. I'd be uh, yes. I'd I'd do a little uh, dance around the uh, den down here to see that, but uh, I don't think they're. Uh, I, somehow they blew them out in the ACC tournament, uh, but uh, final. But uh, Duke's got better players than they do. Duke should win that beat North Carolina, but the emotions of the thing, uh, they're going to, I haven't looked at yet, but obviously that'll be the late game, right? They're going to make two. That'll I would be think the, so. Yeah. That'll be the primetime game for sure. And then, uh, uh, I think Kansas is the team that's got a chance to beat them, but Villanova come out and make that game as ugly as sin too. Heck, they could win. That guy can coach, man. Jay Wright, but his team shot 28.6% and they're going to the final four. There's been some ugly, ugly, ugly college hoops in this tournament, even since we got in the Sweet 16. And the uh, Big Ten, uh, the Big oh. Ten had uh, three teams in the final eight in hockey. They have now have two teams in the Frozen Four. 0 for 9, none of them made it to the final eight, to a regional final. What a bunch of frauds. The hockey and, conference, uh, Patrick. It's a hockey it conference. Is, it is. It's a, it's a bunch of – they that – league i you know they they were when when nobody goes better than 15 and 5 and was constantized for the conference title with that level of talent you stink that's that's a pretty damn mediocre conference and uh and uh but you know duke is they're so cbs and all the fellas are so damn happy to have shashevsky in the final four and I'd hate to be the referee that lets him get beat, lets him get beat. Uh, if, if it's Kansas and Duke in the finals, that's going to be eight on five for damn sure. So NCAA <laughs> doesn't like Kansas anyway, but uh, that would, I'd, I'd obviously like to see North Carolina beat him because that would be just a kick in the shins. But if, if Bill Self's program, the epitome of honesty beats this guy, that would be fantastic too. But I, I think Duke's going to win it, so we're going to have to hear all that crap. But uh, he'll be, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's, you know, he's got a lot of freshmen on this team, and you can say, boy, he's leaving a full shelf, except they're all going to go to the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say, it it's not Mr. the same as it used to be done. when you have freshmen. Mr. One and Done. Mr. One and Done. So uh, it just, he used to always tell us he had these fine young men that were all going to graduate. Now we don't bring that up anymore because he's he's a bigger one and done guy than uh, Calipari. You know, I'd like to be uh, I'd like to be monitoring the Kentucky vibe a little more after the fact that they lost the state. If if their fans watched St. Peter's yesterday, they had to be throwing stuff at the TV Kentucky that that we lost this collection. You right. Know? unbelievable that's one of the most amazing losses in the in the tournament history well it's a 15 beating a two but uh to uh have people you know to have them beat a kentucky team and make them look as absolutely helpless as they did is uh it's because nobody there's nothing to compare for rabid fans 
than Kentucky because, you know, Duke, it's Duke, it's North Carolina, you know, and they got rabid fans around the country, but they're within 25 miles of them. There's four schools and three of them. So 75% of the fans down there hate them. Right. 80% of the fans hate them. And some guys in Minnesota hate them too, but I yes. won't name me. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, two of them might be talking on this podcast right now. Yes, yeah, Kentucky. I just can't stand the whole pompous thing, but uh, you're going to have to uh, do it. Uh, uh, you know, you're going to have to you're going to have to beat them and stomp them into the ground because you're not going to get any help from the officials. That's for sure. No, the women's uh, bracket is halfway set. Stanford and. South Carolina are in good one tonight, especially um, to the two other finals region finals are tonight, but Connecticut and North Carolina state are probably the one is probably the one that we are going to be watching most closely, (laughs) you know, trying to see if Paige Beckers can get to Minneapolis. If she she can join her UConn teammates, they're trying to win their first title in like six years. Um, How much have you watching that tournament? A little bit. I've watched uh, some, but there's, you know, South Carolina game was a blowout and, uh, you know, that was the one I was kind of interested in, but uh, uh, UConn's actually the two seed tonight, uh, but Louisville's going to get here too. So you're going to end up with at least three number one seeds. You know, there was early on, there was some, there was some ups, some rare upsets in the uh, women's tournament, but uh you know, if NC State wins, you're going to have four number one seeds. And you can't exactly look at UConn and say, oh, well, we had a surprise here. They made what an it. underdog. You know, yeah. yeah. Gino, poor Gino. Somehow he won with eight of the 12 best recruits in the country. But that's okay. <laughs> right. It's, uh, you know, his, his, uh, his team. Uh, but South Carolina is going to be tough to beat. But uh, it, it, this was a UConn year where they what they lost three, four times, right, which is an incredibly high number. But they didn't have half their team when Beckers was hurt and uh, and some of the others. But uh, it was, you know, it'll be it, I, I think it's a, certainly a lot bigger event than when it came here in 1995. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and it's in the, in the basketball is. Uh, is uh, certainly more interesting, and, and I think it's time to stop whining about uh, how we've uh, how we've treated uh, treated uh, women's sports in the past and celebrate the thing, right? Let's, let's stop, do it. Let's stop whining, uh, you know. So uh, and and have a good time celebrating it. Although I have to say, I had a fifty-three minute conversation with my old friend Chris Voles last week, and I'm writing a column for uh, for. Uh, uh wednesday wednesday at the uh, wednesday, yeah, hall of fame column right long piece for wednesday and uh and uh once our conversation was done she started texting me to fill in the blanks to uh remind me remind me of some of the sins of uh sid and i so it's pretty good it's uh it's gonna be a little more personal than i wanted it to be uh, simply because of uh some of the communiques i've got to them I made the mistake of calling her obstinate in the conversation. <laughs> uh oh. But she went with headstrong. And I said, You're right. That's a better word. Headstrong. <laughs> I said, I I said, I don't know when I was talking to her. I said, I don't know if I want to use this, but it comes to mind, obstinate, you know. So uh, 
but you know, you look at her and uh, Ritter Arena, paid for by one of her her pals, you know, Kathy yep. Ritter, the, the softball paid by John and Sage Coles. Well, Sage Coles was one of her pals in the uh, hockey. So- not, soccer too, right? Soccer arena by Deborah Olson. Yeah, uh, Deborah Robbie Olson. So uh, now she she used the figure 11 arenas, but I, I don't know where she got those. But they certainly, uh, you know, her, her fundraising had a lot to do with uh, with uh, the building better facilities for the women's program. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Um, we've got a few more things to get to before we get out of here. So let's pivot quickly. Patrick um, twins have been looking relatively good down in spring training, but those games don't mean a whole lot and it won't mean a whole lot to me unless um, wh- where's the pitching. I haven't seen <laughs> who's going to well, throw the ball. Every time the starter pitching goes out, he pitches three scoreless innings. I don't, I don't think we need pitching. I think we need pitching, Patrick. Bailey I'm, over. I like Bailey over. I do lot. too. I Joe do too. Ryan blowing people away. You got Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy's your fifth story starter, and my guy Josh Winder. If they give him a shot, I like him a lot. So it'll be it. I think they're going to start the season without one and see what happens. You think so? You think they're not yep. going to make another move? That's it. This is it. Well, they, if somebody makes them a deal, but uh, obviously Oakland is holding out uh, right uh, uh, hard for both Manaya and uh, and Frankie Montez, and uh, I'd take Frankie Montez. They really could use a lefty starter. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know where you're going to get one of those. I'm not a big Manaya fan, and uh, I'd take him if you could get him, but you know, without giving up too much but uh uh they, they could use a lefty starter because they're all all, all right handers all five of them but uh it you know obviously relying on uh ober and ryan and uh you know and and uh, josh winder would be a uh, risky but uh i mean they're gonna they're gonna give dylan bundy a chance for sure to be one of the starters and sunny it would be help if sunny gray actually pitched here pretty soon but uh he's he's your projected opening day starter well guess what it, you start on april 7th that's what a week from week from thursday right a week yeah from thursday. not far all right so so uh uh yeah it it would but i think that uh you know i don't think it's the end of the world if you start the season without one if without a starter, you know, but I, I, it's, this is certainly better than uh, when you were seeing the projection of uh, that uh, Dobnik could be one of your five starters. uh, And I mean, some of that nonsense, but, but it's, it, you know, when you look at it, nobody's, there's a, you know, seven or eight good teams out there looking for a starting pitcher and nobody's been able to get either of those guys away from Oakland. So you wonder what Billy Bean's looking for out there. I mean, he's dumping down his whole team, but uh, he's, he's obviously uh, trying to take your, uh, take your, you know, the best you got. I, I was uh, happy to see that they're sending Royce Lewis to St. Paul, to uh, St. Paul, the triple a, you know, even though he was injured all last year and he's, he's, he hasn't played above the double a, he only played 30 games in double a let's get him on the way and let's get him on the fast track here. And uh, yeah. he's, it's been six years and he had the injury and 
blah 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 but let's uh let's get him on shortstop because we're gonna you're gonna need one next year yeah they gotta uh, get some inf- they gotta get some information on him i mean even like i was talking to yeah. phil miller about you know on a podcast a week or two ago like they haven't he hasn't played a real game in like two and a half years yeah because like, of 19 right yeah, yeah. so he's got a you know they, they don't know what they even have in him anymore all they all they've got is workouts and stuff like that I and mean, that's your number yeah. one pick from you know five years back six years back that's a uh, that's that's problematic as i told you last week uh i like the lineup but you got to promise me that rocco is going to let him play yeah. you know they gotta you know the 145 okay here's the lineup i mean we don't you don't know the you know, obviously Jeffers, he won't let a guy catch over a hundred games. Jeffers will catch a hundred, 105, but uh, if he stays healthy, but let's see the lineup. Let's not worry about getting everybody off their feet, play the lineup. Okay. Uh, you know, Ursula and Arise, you might do a little uh, uh, platooning there and, uh, and the rest of it. Let's see him play. Come on. Let's let the, uh, I'm going to put the magic. T- Go ahead. You know, who's a mystery to me, Kepler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Has he? Has he? Have we seen anything from Polanco and Sano? I don't think they've had a hit yet either. Have they? I know yeah. They no. They have, but that's you know, it's 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 too early to panic. They'll but, hit. Uh, yeah. Lineup's good, and uh, you know, with Correa in it, there's no doubt about it. Although I did hear an interview, I did hear an interview with him last night. I was in the car for something, and it happened to be replaying an interview with him on the MLB. Uh, network and he was talking about the need to draw walks and that you have to have your own tunnel as a hitter and he's talking to people that's all we need if 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 the picture if the ball isn't in that tunnel that you're looking in right i mean tunneling is usually as far as pitching but he was talking about his hitting you don't swing that's all we need fewer swings in baseball let's keep (laughs) if we if we can just get rid of some of that hectic action And and everybody's going to have 15 pitchers for the first month of the season. I looked up the weather forecast, 52 degrees for the opener. Uh, you know, obviously, it's a little bit of a crapshoot that far out. 52 degrees. Uh, each team, I got I got us at 13 pitchers in four hours and two minutes already yeah. if it goes eight and a half. So uh, <laughs> that first month is going to be miserable with all the extra pitchers these guys have. So. Here's the magic number, Patrick. I just came up with this on the spot. 260 is the magic number. That's the uh, Buxton and Correa play that many games combined this year. If they yeah. get to that's that's your magic number for a successful season. Well, I guess with Buxton's track record, uh, you got to say that, and Correa's been hurt some too. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess you'd take 260. I'd take 130 but apiece I, from those guys. Yeah, I'd like to see. 280. But, I would uh, too. I would too. That that'd be my goal. Six days a week, whatever that adds up to. But obviously, you know, the odds of Buck not hitting the DL at least for uh, 15 days. And by the way, another ricey irritant. Yeah. Injured list instead of disabled list. What's what's wrong with disabled list? We're not making fun of any protected group. We've used it for. 500 years and of course i always use it and it always gets changed in the uh in your copy? press box yes i always put disable list in my copy the hell with it but 
because the DL was easy to say. Right. The IL people don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. So anyway, that's a, that's another point, but uh, I have no trust in our manager for the main reason he won't play people. He's, he had those injuries that ruined his career and he thinks he can avoid those. You can't avoid them. Baseball. It's a marathon. It's a grind. You can't keep people fresh. You're not supposed to keep people fresh. Play them. Put them on the field. Let's go. Speaking of uh, pet peeves of yours, you were talking a week or two ago, I think, about Dean Evison and how they play this nice open style hockey. Then right after that, he said, we got to clamp down a little bit. And they've been winning games. Yeah. Three two a lot lately. They still, you know, they still get up and down a little bit, but man, they've they've tightened that thing up a little bit, and they've been winning. So they changed their roster, yeah. But they're uh, uh, you 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 can't play three on three when the playoffs come. That's uh, no. you know all, all these overtime wins at home. I I think that so far they're four and zero in this homestand, is it or five and zero? They got a nine game homestand, uh, but the last three have been in overtime, right? No, at least the, yeah, at least the last two that I remember. Well, three out of four of them, you know, you keep and they they win it. They don't have to get to the shootout. Usually they play no. it. Uh, they did win a shootout the other night, but uh, they, you know, they they play three on three and they're uh, they're fantastic in three on three. But uh, that doesn't do you any good when you get the playoffs. You got to play then. But, but you know, when uh, Mark Andre Fleury's your backup goalie, you're in pretty good shape. So. Uh, It'll, it'll be interesting, but Talbot's been playing great since the trade was made. So, uh, uh, yeah, I guess that was a hellacious game yesterday. I had too many other obligations to watch other stuff, but uh, it was, uh, I was talking to Judd Zolgon last night. And of course, Judd never misses any games. And no. He was breathless still with excitement an hour and a half after the game about how, what a good game it was. So, and Colorado's, you know, Colorado's, if, if you go back about the last three weeks, the, Wild has a better record than Colorado. They're yeah. they're good, and uh, the uh, re- reinforcements beyond uh, you know beyond bringing in the goalie, he did some other things to you know he he t- tried to toughen up the defense the yes. old time, uh, toughen up the defense, and they they did that because they're the back end of that defensive uh, group, which was playing pretty good early, had kind of gone in the tank on them. So uh, yeah, they're good. We're going to be uh, and. Here's what's amazing, Mike. I think the Timberwolves have nine games left, is it? Uh, not even. I think they have eight. eight? Yeah, eight. I don't even know what's that means. It might be, it might be six. six. Yeah, aren't they 43 they and 33 now? Yeah. The hockey team's got 20 left. It's I know, because like of, that, that. of that Olympic break they didn't even need. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, they're going to they're gonna be awarding a cup. What are they? They're supposed to be June 30th or something like that. Uh, but it yeah, seems it's late. Like Later than that, they they must really crank up the schedule here the next six weeks or something to get twenty games played the next the right but the regular season ends like two weeks after the NHL NBA does it used to yeah be April twenty April 29th is the last game of the regular season so they've got yeah they've well, got a lot of games left to get so and then you're gonna try to get sixteen they've got eighteen eighteen games play, left yeah and you're gonna try to get four rounds of the playoffs played in two months. Yeah, it's gonna be a grind, man. Nobody will get it. It's gonna be like the old days. Remember when they were? I still remember when they were playing Vancouver in that series twenty years ago. They had like home away back to back for Game Seven. 
Yeah. And uh, back in the day, I remember, uh, you know, having playoff games on Sunday and Saturday night and Sunday afternoon back when the North Stars were here in the early years. I remember that because my dear late great friend Augie and I ended up drinking with Ren Blair in his office one night. And there was a, it was a general manager and it was a night game on Saturday. And I, we had to go home and shower to get back for the noon game when you back there was dangerous to be drinking with the Ren because he didn't like to sleep. I'll tell you that. So it was, uh, that was, but I remember that they're playing a series with St. Louis and the Saturday night game and a Sunday afternoon, like one in the afternoon. That's amazing. It was uh, <laughs> incredible. Hockey, you know, just go play. There's always the dangers. There's always the danger of overtime though. The, the right. most frightening thing in sports as a sports writer is covering hockey playoffs because just because it starts tonight doesn't mean it's going to end tonight. That's my <laughs> life. You could be there till two in the morning. So, uh, yeah, that was a, you were with us in Vancouver when they, yeah. when we all had a, you know, the game ended at midnight. We all had our stuff. 1.2 seconds. 1.2. Who got the goal? Platt got the winner, right? Platt got the winner in overtime. I can't remember who tied yeah. it, but yeah, they somebody, was... somebody tied it with 1.2. Yes, seconds. they did. We're all, you know, we all enjoyed that. We enjoyed Jock and we enjoyed that team because they were just a bunch of ragamuffins, Gabrick and a bunch of guys. Right. And, you know, and, and it was it was fun, but not with one two seconds point two seconds no. to go at midnight when all you are is print. Past back then, we were basically only print, so it was. Uh, I mean, I think the online was around, but it wasn't a big deal in two thousand three. It was just publishing whatever went in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really was the profanities that were being shouted in the corner oh, of yeah. the press box that night, though, were historic. That's for sure. I think Chip Scoggins might have thrown his pen. I believe that might have happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I had an early column written, and I called them, and I said, ah, just keep that in there, and I'll send you one as soon as I can. They said, we already put it in the back of the section as a sidebar. As a yeah. sidebar. Says, send it what you got. I said, I got the North, uh, the, the wild winning. I can't <laughs> send you what I got. <laughs> So I send him one of those famous nevertheless leads, you know. <laughs> I'll send it to you as soon as I can. The tribute to the wild, but the good thing is the game ended so damn quick and over time we uh, were able to make papers. But uh, I miss those days when the, uh, you know, when when we still have the print deadlines and they're earlier in hell now. But if you miss them, there's there's other options now. Back right. in the day. Back in the day when you just made print or you didn't make anything, it was a little different, to say the least. Yes, it was. I was going to ask you about Wolves, but uh, maybe just a quick minute here. They got blown out by the Celtics, six games left. Answer me this really quick. If they get to the play-in, which seems more likely now, they've just got a couple tough ones here still. they got Toronto, then they got to play at Denver, I believe, after that. Um, what's your confidence level if they've got to play a Paul George Clippers team, and then if they lose that, they might have to play a LeBron. I don't care how bad the Lakers are. Yeah. What do you think nobody, about them in the playoffs? I don't know. Nobody mentions the possibility of Kawhi coming back. Huh? He just decided to take the whole year off. Uh, something like that, yeah. I don't know. So, But Paul George will make them better. I like him to win at home against the Clippers with Paul George back, but uh, 
not if they play like that. Here's their deal. Uh, he ended up getting some points again late last night, but right now, and Andrew, Anthony Edwards is a liability, not an asset. Yep. He is he is playing terrible. And they're better with Jalen Knoll on the floor than him right now. And if it stays that way, if he doesn't have a little revival here, uh, you know, they could they could they could win that game and but they're gonna be they're gonna be five and out in the playoffs if if he doesn't pick it up because uh that that puts too much heat on Cat, too much heat on D'Angelo Russell. And uh, you know, the other guy that's flattened out bad, Vanderbilt. I mean, he wasn't an offensive player, but his his defensive presence is not. I think I think having to work as hard as he had to work for those first fifty games of the year took a lot out of him physically. And uh, I, I don't know. They look like a you know you're not going to catch Denver. You're not going to catch Dallas. It's and uh, you might want to. Uh, you might want to give yourself a little uh, refresher here going into the playoffs, I think, because they, uh, they, uh, you know, those, those top end, the cat's playing great, but uh, you know, Edwards is, there's something he did. He did not look right. That's for sure. And, uh, and D'Angelo, D'Angelo had the, the, the nice little run there too. And he hasn't played as well lately either, but with him, it's just whether he's making shots or not, but yep. uh What's the Beasley play last night? All the time I was watching it, I never saw him out there. Was he on the field? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't watch enough of it to be paying oh, close enough uh, attention. Quite a bit. Uh, oh, was, uh, I haven't looked at the box score yet this morning. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't have his usual presence from. He when did I was not watching. play. No, he did not play yeah. last night. Yeah, I don't know what that what that is about. So, but yeah, I. I well, my confidence level is that they can make it through the play-in still, uh, okay. but not that they're going to do anything when they get to the playoffs. How about the Boston, though? Has there been more more bad things, it, I mean, incorrect things written about a team ever? Two months ago, you can't have both Jason Tatum and Brown. They, they play the they play the same position. You got to get rid of one of them. This team's a disaster. And, for two months, they've been the best team in the East. They've been yeah. unbelievable. Those two guys had 65 points between them last night. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty I good. Think, I think they're in the Eastern finals against the Sixers would be my guess. So meanwhile, Miami's gone in the tank and Jimmy's bad, mad at everybody. That's <laughs> Fighting shot. each other on the sidelines. Yes. Yes. Got to send Will Smith to intervene. Why? Yeah. What? I missed that. I usually watch. I, I gave up on them. Academy Awards about three years ago because I, you know, and in this case you haven't seen that many of the movies. So right. you don't watch it, but I'm, I'm, I'm reading all this stuff about the punch at midnight last night. I, that's unbelievable. It, 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 it's not two guys trying to pick up the Academy Award ra- ratings for the future, are they? Uh, I don't, I, uh, I don't know. It, I don't sure got people talking, but he he slapped him pretty good. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it was uh, Chris Rock took it. You know, apparently I haven't looked at the video, I'm, you know, because I like both those guys. So, it, uh, but at Will Smith winning for that role, yeah, that's, that's, there's something political about that. He wasn't that good. I didn't think he was okay, but I just, I, I didn't see, uh, you know, I didn't see, you know, what's amazing to me is hmm. the power of the dog is getting all these 
you know, good reviews. They didn't end up winning. But Cumberbatch carried that movie, and I don't think he got nominated, did he? I don't. I, don't, I can't remember. But yeah, he's he's that. good in everything, though. He's he's so good. Yeah, he was good, but he played this this haunted, uh, yeah, frightening human being in that. Uh, to, the, to the, I mean, that's one of the few that I saw, and it was good. My favorite movie of the year was Belfast, and it didn't win that a bunch, but uh, but. Uh, you know, Campion wins the director and the whole thing, and Cumberbatch carried that whole movie. So, mm-hmm. I, I, although uh, she's a great actress, the uh, Kirsten Dunst was really good in there too. So, anyway, that's all I know. But I missed the slap, and I'm kind of upset about it because I I know a lot of people are joking about it, but it kind of bothers me because I I think those are two admirable characters, yes. as I can tell. So, hey. I guess we don't want to be funny anymore. So, and it might not have been that funny because she, her hair loss is based on some disease or something. So, right. anyway, anyway, I didn't see it. So, and I'm not in a big hurry to look at it either. So, I only saw it uh, on the Twitter clips because I don't think I think it was edited out of the uh, the broadcast. But yeah, it's uh, or bleeped out or something. But it's uh, something happened. It was. Uh, I guess we'll probably know more in the coming days. We'll know more about sports final fours frozen fours in the coming days as well patrick great stuff as always good catching up with you we'll do this again next week yep never thought i'd be rooting for uconn in basketball but i am so there you go you got women in basketball but uh yeah we all want them to win tonight and get to miss beckers here so let's do her let's do it thanks patrick all right bye